I ever told you about the voice that I do for the alien characters in the alien movies? I don't think no, so. No, please, please tell us. <laughs> what would you for like, no, and we don't want to hear it. The, <laughs> what, if we just, what if we just stared at you and didn't answer? Yeah. <laughs> so the first alien movie is excellent. The second one's also excellent. Oh, the alien films. Yeah, okay, alien. Gotcha. Second I thought one's we were talking also... about the Toy Story aliens, and I was <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. Ooh, that one's easy. Uh, but, then, but then Alien really goes off the rails after Alien 3. It tried, but wasn't good. And then 4 is horrific. And then Alien uh, vs. Predator. Alien vs. Predator is insane. What about AVP 2? Uh, alien 4 is Alien Resurrection. And um, there's the f- this, it's so stupid. They're like on a prison ship, and they're to have, for some reason they have two of the aliens captured. And they're like going to use them for a weapon. They're always trying to make them a weapon. The uncontrollable monster, by the way, that destroys everything. But I'll be the one to control it. Men, am I guy, right? That's some, <laughs> some guy thinking right there. There's three of them in one holding cell, and they're these aliens, and they can't get out of the cell, right? But then. One of them realizes one of them gets like nicked a little bit and they have the acid blood and they realize that the acid blood can burn through the prison cell and yeah. they can get out. One of them looks at the second one <laughs> and goes like and then a direct quote. And then and then number number two pulls up like the script. I have it right here. Number two's like and then they, they both look at the third one. That was and slightly Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> they rip him in half and use his blood to get out. So they kill the other guy, right? Spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah. So me and my buddy Dave like laughed our ass off at that scene. And it's like, <laughs> he's literally like, so, Lewis, what do you say our chances are of getting out of here? I don't know, Simon. Maybe. <laughs> He literally sounds like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's my alien voice, and I do that sometimes. Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are inside Froggy 92.9. And boy, am I glad we're inside Froggy 92.9. It's creepy outside. It's like the scene from Stranger Things with the Demogorgon up oh in the air. Oh my god, that's exactly what it looks yeah. like out there. It's an orange colored sky. We are in it, the black hole sun is upon us. That's exactly right. And we, it is gross in Sonoma County as we record this. It's September 9th, and the 8th was pretty bad. The 9th we all woke up in Sonoma County really across the Bay Area and it's just bleak. It is bleak outside. It's orange and hazy, but the smoke is actually not as bad as it's been. I walked out of my door this morning and I was like, I'm gonna die. This is like a, <laughs> like a murder movie and I'm walking into a bad situation. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tanner and I watched the sky go from black to orange and we're just like, what is going? My room lit up. <laughs> what studio lit up? What's weird is I like Amber and I like the studio to have all the our curtains and stuff closed because I don't want to look outside and then I walked outside during the neighbor's speech which is like at 755 and I walked outside and I was like what is going on <laughs> what is happening and then I opened up my phone everyone has photos of the sky and uh, thankfully our studio isn't as bad rather than a lot of places in Sonoma County I mean some places look like Tatooine <laughs> it's terrifying I love I'm- Star Trek <laughs> <laughs> and spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the Country Summer lineup today. Tracy Lawrence, what? Is on the Country Summer lineup, and I freaking love him. And he, one of his best songs is the song Time Marches On. And it's this very, like, boom, 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 boom. It's, it's sort of like a humdum, like, like that's the way life is. And I was listening to that on the drive-in this morning. Because when you see that in movies, you know, it's like, how are they living in this apocalyptic situation? And they're still staying calm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. driving into work and the sky looks like a bomb went off. It's, it's business crazy. as usual yeah. for us here in Sonoma County at this point. I feel like Sonoma much. County right now is that meme where everything's on fire and there's a dog in the middle and it says everything is fine. This is fine. That meme has been like my life for a decade. (laughs) This is fine. This is fine. That meme's been your life since I was born? Yes. That's insane. (laughs) Hey, let's let's give a little exposition here. Uh, Amber, day off for her today. So uh, we've got a guest in the studio. Please welcome from Mornings with Eloy. It's Eloy from Hot 1017. Second time here. I had a blast last time you were yeah, it was here. It a lot of fun. Well, it was good for me. Was it good for you? I went to therapy afterwards because it was just so upsetting. Because <laughs> it was so me much too. country just music. 
<laughs> Wait, isn't that the episode you guys just talked about me because I was on vacation? We did. Oh, that yeah. Was fun. Did, yeah, yeah. That was fun. We always come up with an interesting way to uh, decide who's going to tell their story. The whole point of the podcast is everybody tells one story from their life or behind the scenes at Froggy 92.9 or Hot 101.7. I think today, let's do it by since he's here. How long have you known Eloy? I hired him as an intern. <laughs> so how long ago was that? It was 2014, Seven. six years ago. 2014. And I think I met him shortly thereafter, but you definitely met him first. Yes. And Tanner, uh, well, March since yeah, I've since, been here, but <laughs> I think we were connected on social media beforehand. Yeah, I know I added you, you and Amber both before yeah. you got hired here. You had to scope me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect that. But uh, Jen actually didn't meet me on her own, uh, nope. her own decision, her own choosing. Uh, I was thrown at her. Travis, <laughs> Chad, the sales guy, who Chad. no longer works here. Sales he, Chad. He doesn't even go here. He <laughs> walks in my office and one day he goes. Got you an, an intern. And I was like, what? He's like, got you an intern. I was like, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> I actually need a resume. Yeah, that's not your job. I also. sit down and interview them. He's like, no, you're going to love him. It's my boy, Eloy. <laughs> and I was like. When have I ever been described as my boy, Eloy? By so Travis of all people. I'm thinking I'm getting a carbon copy of Travis. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think we spent our interview talking about Lady Gaga and Beyonce and was basically like, please don't ever leave my life. Yeah. And he hasn't. When he walked in and he wasn't Travis, what did you think of him? I said, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Jesus. What would, you, I, what would you do if literally Travis, but like three inches shorter, walked into the room? We had one of those. We didn't get along. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> Travis came in a pair originally. Yes, he was not nice to me. So e Eloy, uh, you've known yourself uh, since day zero. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, why don't you go first? This past week, I went out of town, and I went out of town with my husband George, and we went to a family function, and there was lots and lots of drama. Yes. Um, there was drama with uh, someone falling down the stairs. There was drama with someone getting headbutted. <laughs> there was drama with uh, lots of profanity being thrown around but specifically there was drama with George stealing someone's purse on accident and it was blamed on someone else George is my husband it was blamed on someone else and that person got like berated and completely like their name was just dragged through the dirt and then we realized like on our drive home because it was pinging it was like going off in the car and like turned over to like my sister-in-law and I was like is that your phone and she's like no I don't have an iPhone and I was like where is that coming from it sounds like it's in the car and George pulls it out, and he's like, oh, my God, it's Blank's phone. And it was really, really uncomfortable because we had to go back to the hotel and, like, wait for that person. We don't like this person. And we had to wait for this person to, like, come back to the hotel and, like, give them their phone back. But it was um, it was much more eventful, but I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So <laughs> First and foremost, you're telling me that the call was coming from inside, inside the, the car. <laughs> yes. You know that? Does anybody else know that? Nope. It's a classic horror movie called when a, when a Stranger Calls. When a Stranger Calls, right? And so this, the brief synopsis is this: this it's a terrible, terrible movie. Ex a babysitter is <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, no. I mean, it's terrible. What's happening? Oh. It's terrible. What's the, the <laughs> concept like, the is? So good. I was about to say, find it out. <laughs> the concept is a nightmare. Yes, the concept it is, is yes, a nightmare. It is. It's a babysitter at home with two kids. And she keeps getting these creepy phone calls. And then finally the phone company calls her back and goes, we traced the call. It's coming from inside the house, which was not possible, by the way, unless you had two lines back in the day. But don't worry about it. Basically, the person was already in the house calling her and messing with her. Eloy and I like love that. Lo we love moments in movies yeah. where it's like, actually, we I found never out told you that I, I was inside the house. No, that's, <laughs> a, bum, bum, that's bum. a line that like wouldn't hold today. It's coming from inside the house. So is okay it like my brother? Uh, who is it? <laughs> I think it was based off like an urban legend, and they like utilized it that way. Yeah. But nightmare scenario. Fun fact: there is a made-for-TV film sequel oh, called that, "When a Stranger Calls, Calls Back, Back," and it's actually better. Yes. It's very good. And very Melanie creepy. made me watch it. It's like, very scary. The guy paints himself onto the wall. Yeah, which might not fly today, but it was very scary. Good point. <laughs> Sorry, I, der I derailed there because I had to say that. Give us the details. Let's start with where you were. We were in Oregon for a wedding. And like the day before, there was like the rehearsal, and that didn't go super well regarding 
the owner of the purse. And then the day of the wedding, it was just kind of drama the entire time. There was a lot of tears being shed, but it's just like, this isn't your day. It's not about you. This isn't your wedding. Are weddings typically that you go to, there is always drama? <laughs> um, not yours. Th- fun fact, this person had drama at my wedding. What? <laughs> not me. Because I have- Dano and I were just getting down at Eloy's wedding on the dance floor. When Kia came on, that's when it got a little <laughs> nasty. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like most weddings that I have been to, there's been some sort of drama. It's not a wedding if there's not. Thank you. Yes. I had Every zero, <laughs> zero drama at my courthouse wedding. Thank you very much. That's true. That's true. That's I true. have seen some things at weddings. I have seen family members thrown over tables. I have seen fistfights. People get arrested. Is it something about that area? It's just my dad's <laughs> side of the family. They're crazy. They're crazy. I mean, we ran out of tacos. That's about it. Oh, I would be throwing people over tables if <laughs> we're out of true. tacos. But yeah, so then the day of the wedding, there was lots of crying from this person, but it wasn't about anything really other than just like hysterics. And then uh, towards the end of the night, that that person's purse was on our table when we were like three tables apart. And so George just grabbed it because he assumed it was like his sister's or something. And it just became this big drawn out thing. And it's like, trust us, we would not have grabbed the purse knowing that we were going to have to then like reconnect with you. So was she accusing George? She was accusing George's sister. How did George's sister get in the mix? Because I would feel really bad. What does that say? Like, there's like you stole my purse, yeah. and when you're just like, no, I didn't. Well, she didn't, she didn't accuse her to her face because oh. we were all like leaving. She was accusing her like to other people. I see. In a and much there's more already way. very there's bad like tension, blood. Yeah, and you hear it through the grapevine of other people. And by grapevine, I mean a cell phone that someone called us on and let us know. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. We had a good time, and I've never been to Oregon or Washington, so it was cool. Who got headbutted? I, I cannot. Cannot disclose that information. But George, George got headbutted. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> was it purposeful? Yeah, it was reactionary. Wow, that's a that's like the headbutt. I don't I think I've ever been headbutted. I don't know that I have. Life. I've hit my head on something and yeah. felt like a headbutt, but I've never actually done it. I'm not a UFC fighter, but anytime you're going to injure someone, there's a little bit that comes back. You punch someone with your fist; it yeah. also hurts your fist. Wait, you're not a UFC fighter? I'm not. <laughs> With that body? I know. (laughs) But the head, it really seems like you're doing yourself more damage. Right. Now, to be fair, the drinks were flowing. Okay. Fair. Blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on the goose. What what did you think of Oregon and Washington? Because those are my stomping grounds. Loved it. Yeah? I loved it. I thought it was so cool. And like... Obviously, like Portland's like has you know that reputation of being like really cool and like youthful. Yeah. Uh, but Washington was really cool. Salem was pretty, from what I saw of it. I don't know. We didn't spend a lot of time like outside yeah. of there, but it was just like a neat area. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one of Eloy's posts on Instagram. On my OnlyFans. On on. Thirty dollars a month. Steep <laughs> price. Uh, uh, saying, "Hey, here's George and I at some lookout in Oregon," and so. <laughs> For whatever reason, I clicked on the location of that lookout, and there was, you know, a bunch of pictures of people who'd been there, including a one of, like, <laughs> like a woman who maybe, like, shouldn't have been modeling. Or, like, I don't want to say that's kind of rude, I guess, but it was just sort of like a provocative pose. It was just a very awkward photo. And so I sent it to Eloy. I was like, I was like oh, I'm hanging out with your girl up there, huh? And then he, was, he sent back. He's like, oh, ha, 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 she's following me. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> is this woman now following him on Instagram? <laughs> like, and is like only following people? Is she like obsessed? What was it called? Like the Peterson Lookout or it something like that? Noma Falls. Noma Falls. Is this woman just like waiting on Noma Falls like to see who posts and then she follows any person? Is she like obsessed with this Insta location? And I was like, no, she's, I was just making a joke off of what you said. She's like physically <laughs> following me. Like stalking me now. <laughs> well, to be fair, you did say she looked like someone that we knew. Yes. So that was kind of like the whole joke. Of, of it, course. But. but there was at least five minutes where I sat there and I was like, <laughs> how did I pick out the one chick who's obsessed with Noma Falls and then sent it to him and then he's she's his newest follower and, and first I was like <laughs> my brain just going and I was just like what's your deal <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing off your joke improv uh, first rule yes and yeah that's true anything else to share about your Oregon expedition uh no but it's a place I would totally consider living cool you were around Ben for a while right mm-hmm. one of my best friends lives there he loves it. We were, we were like hit a lot of stuff too because like we visited like George's friends that live in Bend and then 
Like I met up with a friend from high school who I didn't know lived in Portland and then Georgia's sister, so it was cool. Nice. Yeah, I have a bunch of family that lives in Bend. Nice. Bend is hip. Oh, Bend does have the last, very last blockbuster on earth, and I went. Isn't it like an Airbnb or something? You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking around, I don't really know how they would have, unless there's like another room, but I did get a shirt. (laughs) Because of course, because yeah. of who you are as a person. <laughs> person, you have to get merch. Yes, yes, I'm a merch king. Merch king. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you on this episode. Yes. Thank you for joining. Let's dig in next. Who has? So you've known yourself since day one, uh, shortest amount of time. Jen, you would be, or I guess longest amount of time. Excuse me, longest amount of time. So Jen, you would be next. My story is actually very sad. I have talked about my cat here on the podcast and on air and unfortunately Moo passed away about a week and a half ago. I'll try to get through the story. I got home and something was very wrong and so I took her to the vet and she was suffering from heart failure and didn't have use of her back legs and was in excruciating pain and so I had to make the decision to put her down and luckily everyone at the vet was very understanding and had her on oxygen so that my wife could get there. I don't know if they were allowed to, so I'm not going to say the name of the vet, but they allowed us both into the building to be able to spend time with her before. So that's been, um, I missed a couple days of work. Thank you everyone. Amber's not here, but thank you guys. I know you guys stepped up and covered for me and I really appreciate it. I've been very, um, sad i hate to bring down the mood i'm so sorry (laughs) don't be i mean that's what we do Um, we keep it real so it's up and down it's up and down it's all good so moo was like my first pet that was just mine not a family pet so it uh it's been really hard how did you know something was wrong she was just like laying in the hallway which is like really not weird but like the window was open. It was a nice day. Like normally she'd be like on the perch that we built her like sunbathing or she'd be on my pillow because that's her second favorite spot. And she like wasn't moving. She was just kind of like laying there looking at me. And I was like, okay, you're being weird. And so I picked her up and I went and laid on the bed and put her on my chest because that's like her favorite spot. That's where we like kind of cozy. And she like started like to move to like get herself comfortable and then just like violently meowed in my mm. face and I was like okay something's not right here the, <clears throat> that one the fire alarm and like she only really meows at me when it's like you're standing in the kitchen and I know there's kitty treats in that drawer yeah. what are you doing and so I put her down on the ground and she wasn't walking and so I, I videotaped it just in case I needed to show it to the vet because it's what they tell you yeah. to do and so I'm like trying to get her to move and kind of like I thought maybe she like hurt her leg jumping somewhere and so when I tried to get her to take a couple steps I could see that her leg was bothering her so in my mind she maybe pulled her leg out of its socket Mm -hmm. like maybe her leg got caught in a blanket when she jumped off the couch like I don't know so that's what was in my mind which I was still very much panicking about but she as I'm like trying to get the the kitty box and stuff like that she the the meowing gets more and more and more so i'm texting my wife i'm calling the vet hey i'm on my way and then you know driving to the vet which is not very close to my house mostly because no offense to the downtown square in santa rosa but i can't go straight through downtown i gotta go 27 back roads so i uh dropped her off and uh sat in my car sobbing and they called and they said that they suspected she was in heart failure but had to do a test and wanted my permission to do it and I said you know obviously yes and I'm like trying calling my wife like okay are you coming (laughs) like where are you like I can't do this by myself and so basically I had they called me back after the test was done and basically told me there was they could try and fix it but it's like a 99% nine chance they wouldn't be able to and even if they could she may not get the use of her back legs and it would only happen again so sitting in and waiting for Katie to get there Katie finally got there and I let them know and we went in there and she was on drugs and her eyes were all dilated and it was just I, I will I don't want to say this and sound dramatic but it is one of the most traumatizing experiences of my whole life So 
So we have her ashes home now, which made me feel a lot better. The few days after, it was just like weird because it's like you can't hear her purring and she's not following you to the bathroom or following you into the kitchen or, you know, playing with her toys. That's what I've been dealing with. I'm so sorry, Jenny. So I just really appreciate everyone. A lot of listeners reached out to me and I tried to respond to everyone. And if I didn't, I'm so sorry. But everyone has just been so kind and has really just like shown me a lot of love. And I appreciate that. (laughs) I had a similar situation happen a few months ago where my cat, same thing, something's wrong. Yeah. And I can tell you the biggest weight, the weirdest part is that when the vet asks you, do you want to put put the pet down? Because it's like, I mean, you literally are being handed a life and death decision for something, yeah. you know, and you are never given that in your life, that sort of power. And it's just, for me, it was very, that's very weird. It was very weird. Um, you don't, ex- like, you don't think, you don't get a pet and you're like, well, one day, like, that's just not a normal thought. Right. Um, and people need to understand this is not. A fifteen-year-old cat you've had for a long time. No, she was. It's a year. Um, we had we had had her for a year and a half, so she was almost two and a half. She's like a baby. She was still a baby. Um, so there's some other things that I felt weren't handled properly with the vet in the past, but that's in the past. My whole thing is I would hate myself. If I made the decision to try and save her, and it only cost her more pain. Mm. I loved that cat probably more than I love almost any human being on this planet. And so I knew that I was making the right decision. It just really sucked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. We're, um, We're handling it. I went and got some pictures printed. So we're gonna we got those hanging up on the fridge, and we got a nice little spot for her ashes. So, and that's how you've you thank you so much for sharing your story, and you kind of walk us through the whole process. It's been how many days now? Ten days. Um, I guess tomorrow will be two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. So, how are you feeling before tracking yourself through all that? How are you feeling the past couple of days about it? Um, a lot better. When I printed the pictures and then got them home and looked at them, I definitely cried. That was on, I guess, Monday. And then my wife bought me a picture frame to put some of them in to hang up. And so I got that all put together and cried. Not like cried, cried, like I'm crying now, but like, you know, a tear or two. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm optimistic. And so I, I know that one day, maybe soon, you know, we'll get more pets or another pet and another cat we have so much love to give mm-hmm. and so you know i don't want to just like dwell yeah so you've talked before about like how you got her and like where she was before and it's like she was so young but you guys gave her like more than she probably could have ever imagined especially like where she was before so yeah. it's like it wasn't for nothing or it wasn't for not not that you think that but just no, like thank you. you guys gave her a whole bunch yes we both uh, my wife now finally realizes that she is indeed a cat person, mm-hmm. <laughs> even maybe even more than me, which who knew? So, yeah, she's she took she, not that I didn't think she'd take it hard because I knew that she would, but she definitely realizes that um, she doesn't have a cat sitting in her lap every night, and that's weird. Like yeah. she's missing yeah. a, par- a part of her normal life and a part of like her heart. I feel like a lot of times there's like a like a, if one significant like person in the relationship wants the animal or like wants a pet and the other person's kind of like eh and then like the other person ends, I I feel like I've come around so much more like to like being a pet person than yeah. I was ever before we got our dog. But. Yeah, it it's the same exact thing in my relationship. I'm definitely the pet person. My girlfriend's not so much the pet person. <laughs> and my girlfriend's out of town right now and she's going to be for 2 weeks and I could tell that she adapted to it because she's yeah. like I miss them. Yeah. And it really becomes a part of a person, whether, because it's just a part of your life mm-hmm. every single day. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing that story. You have anything else you want to throw in? You want to 
just, you know. Move on. You want to say any more? Hug your babies, your fur babies, your lizards, whatever you got. Just give them a little extra love today for me and for Moo. Let's let's give a big sigh. Let's get some. Let's get some a breathe a breath out. Get the vibe. Yes. Let's let's bring back the the fun. But thank you for sharing that because it's an important part of your story, and I appreciate you being um, that honest about it. Thank you for allowing me to do that golf clap a small golf clap for jen thank you very much something that happened this week on the radio station is that we confirmed a concert which we had to move and i don't know if anyone's ever heard of that but it's called country summer i don't know her (laughs) (laughs) who's that (laughs) and that's why we brought eloy on this week's episode It's actually a pretty good episode to have him on because while he may joke about it, he's a very, very important part of Country Summer. That's true, If you have ever been to Country Summer, you will find Eloy in overalls. Yeah, true. Have you worn overalls every single year? Not every year, but the the last few years I have. Okay. But you've worked every one except the first one, right? I've worked every single one. You worked the first one, too? He was an intern the first one. I was there when it was only two days. Oh, at the tent. I do remember that. And I was like, man, this guy's good. This guy's reliable. He's just like a mini Travis. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you I wasn't an intern that quit. No. (laughs) Remember when the intern quit? Uh, Remember when the intern quit in the middle of country summer? It's too bad Uh, she didn't show up the next day. uh, (laughs) Still waiting on that call. So, uh, obviously, everything that happened with Country Summer 2020 was what had to happen, which was we announced it, and then COVID happened, and then we did our best to make it happen, and then obviously we weren't having a concert anytime in June 2020, so we moved it back to what we thought would be a safe October date. LOL. Which, hey, by the way, guys, did you know, wait, did you guys, hey, geniuses, did you know the date you picked in October was actually the same, same week as Stagecoach. Co- I almost said Coachella. Did you know that? <laughs> yes, we knew that. There's a reason why we picked that one. There was a reason. It's called routing, everybody. Keyboard Sherlock's really <laughs> figuring it out. Uh, but then we weren't able to do a concert in October 2020 either because of COVID, which is, again, understandable. So bumped to June 18th through the 20th, 2021. And we were so excited to once again... Announce that Eric Church is going to send them out. I am very excited about one of the people on the lineup. But just one. Just well, a lot of them. But this one is a is a was a surprise when I was told the full lineup. So let's let's walk through the days. Friday. You have opening the show, Adam Doliak, who's a new artist. I had a chance to see him open when I was in uh, Pennsylvania. He's super talented. Yeah, I really like him. Super talented. He's attractive. He's got glasses. He's got the eyes and the the abs. Well, there goes our normal plan that we do every country (laughs) summer, Jen. Uh, But I will credit Adam Doliak because that when I saw him in in Philadelphia, uh, he opened the show and weather is really weird back there it's kind of like hawaii and there was a passing rainstorm dude was out there in the rain nice performing as if if there was nothing going on and it wasn't too heavy but it was misting enough that it was significant he was just going he's like great roll with it so i'm excited to see him here in sonoma county uh travis denning That's a shocker. I'm so excited about him. Uh, we've all Can't heard wait. his song After a Few on uh, Froggy many, 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 many times. Many, many. The most spin. <laughs> no one plays more Travis Denning. <laughs> Why are you excited for Travis Denning? You know, I really enjoy his music, and I also love following him on social media because he's like totally the 24-year-old bros that I would have hung out with when I was in college. Like, happy Labor Day. Watch me shotgun this Miller Lite. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, I am a different 24-year-old. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he, like, sometimes will, like, get drunk and, like, do minute or two-minute-long recaps of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. And I they're love just that. brilliant. Really? It's brilliant. He's funny. Like, he's a dude that I'd be like, let's grab a drink. That's actually what he wrote after a few about was episodes of The Bachelor. <laughs> you said sometimes we'll, we'll get drunk. I thought you said sometimes we'll. Like, we I will. I mean, I wish. And I was like, girl, cool. Didn't know you're hanging out with That'd him. That'd be dope. <laughs> Not hanging out with nobody during COVID. 
Rodney Atkins at number three on Friday, yeah. which is amazing. We've been trying to get him for a few years of country summer, and uh, it's incredible to get him and have him and uh, just so many songs. We play songs every single day. And Tanner, I've been watching you. Tanner, that's the <laughs> horror movie version. <laughs> and I've been watching you. And the cowboy is coming from inside the house. <laughs> Doing the alien voices. <laughs> uh, Tanner, you had a chance to speak to him. Uh, I did. Last year. He uh, was releasing a Greatest Hits album. He was super nice. Uh, great guy. I, I've never seen him in person or seen or have seen a show of his, so I'm pumped. Pumped for sure. Number two on Friday, Russell Dickerson. Yes. And you know, he wrote a song about me. Russell Dickerson did. Okay, so I, I was actually going to talk about that. Yeah. His song, Every Little Thing, uh-huh. says, what's the line again? She's from Seattle and Sonoma, loves coffee and red wine. I think that's because his wife is actually from Sonoma. I'm pretty sure he loves me, and he's like, you know Tanner from Froggy? I'm going to write a song. He's like, well, okay, she's excuse from. Excuse me, I'm going to tell Devin Dawson you're cheating on him. Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> I will end that relationship. I had a chance to see, I didn't talk to him, but when I was at the country radio seminar in February, back when you could still travel, uh, I just saw this guy who was like nine foot nine. And I was like, that must be Russell Dickerson walking through. So Russell Dickerson walking through the lobby of the Omni Hotel only to say hi to low cash. Like, it's just like, that's what happens at the country radio Mm -hmm. seminar. You're like, it's everybody. It's everybody. And they're all friends. I didn't know I was drinking with Lee Bryce until like 45 minutes in. Really? country radio seminar. Oh, God. That's amazing. What is wrong with you? A what lot. is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I didn't recognize him. He was wearing, like, this, like, scarf thing, and his hat was real low, and I thought I was just, like, hanging out with a radio dude. Wearing and a scarf? He was wearing a scarf. It was more like a bandana. It was, this is, it, it look, was a piece. This is Media 101. When someone is overdressed, they're either an artist or not supposed to be there. Yep. Mm. Well, I, I, I ended up asking him like 30 minutes in. I was like, oh, so uh, what are you doing here? Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> I was not. like, do you work at a radio station? I was just a kid. And he goes, I'm a musician. And I was like, oh, do you play in someone's band? And he goes, Tanner. No, I, I'm Lee Bryce. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. And he goes, you know what? I've enjoyed this conversation. He told me that he enjoyed the conversation so much more because I wasn't fangirling or like interview talking to him. That, But to be fair, that'd be me at any one of those events. Who are you? To Garth Brooks. <laughs> but, but you would know better. Like, you, I'm going to just assume everyone's famous. Yeah. I was Myself included. Back in those days, I was very aloof. I mean, I'm Back still aloof. Back in those days? <laughs> You're 12. <laughs> that was last week, Tanner. That's embarrassing. It is, but hey, I own it. Make a big old whoop for it. Our first ever female headliner shouldn't have taken six years to do it, but here we are. Kelsey Ballerini! So excited that we can uh, reconfirm her. And you're seeing a lot of these names and thinking, this is looking similar to 2020. And it is. Uh, our lineup, for the most part, is you know in the mold of 2020. Uh, that We had to make some changes and uh, some improvements even. Agreed. So, uh, I'll tell you on. what. Just real quick about Kelsey. I am probably most pumped to see Kelsey, to be completely honest. Because I love Kelsey. I love her last record called Kelsey. And it's just like, I'm really excited to see her perform, man. I've never seen her perform live. I've heard such good things about uh, how good of a performer she is. I am pumped. I'm stoked. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great show. I've not seen her either, but uh, I'm ready for it. Let's take a look at Saturday. Danielle Bradbury opens the show. Very excited to have her Very from exciting. The Voice. Yeah. Parker McCollum, new artist, yeah. who I also had a chance to see in Nashville. We just started playing him on Froggy. Just added his song. What a coincidence. Uh, Low Cash. Low Cash, who I mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah. Low Cash will be there on Saturday. And this is the one that I am like, I'm kind of geeking out about. Uh, Tracy Lawrence is opening for Eric Church on Saturday, and I could not be happier. Because it's like such a, like, it's just so perfect. It's like, it's just so perfect. I don't. It, it I really can't is. Describe how perfect that is. Like if, if that so is what Froggy ninety two point nine is, which is like those different eras of country music. Like he's definitely starting in the nineties, moving into the two thousands. Eric Church is obviously two thousands into this decade, and so it's just like, you, it's such a great mix, and I'm just so excited about it. I'm so excited. I'm not sure if I'm prepared 
to like see those two artists back to back. I mean, that's something I never imagined would be possible. It's very cool. It's very cool. And then Eric freaking Church on yeah. Saturday night. I'm so, so glad that we were able to keep him. Yeah, that's super lucky. And an extended set. Yeah. That's also Sonoma exciting. Sonoma County's about to go to church. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> Giddy up, partner. <laughs> Can that be like on all the imaging for Froggy? Just amazing. Giddy up, partner. <laughs> I'm taking and using it for Amber in the morning. <laughs> Sunday. Let's take a look at Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 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 Ray Lynn opens the show. Awesome. awesome. Had a chance to see her. I uh, was in a ho- randomly in a hotel room in uh, Nashville. Uh, this is all of my, my trip to Nashville. I met like half of the country summer line. Dan, I'm just going to random hotel, hotel rooms room. in Nashville. Was Lee Bryce there? I <laughs> uh, wouldn't have known it. <laughs> Even if he was, uh, but they, the after the after the event, they would have all these hotel room like lounges, you know, and you go up and hang out and yeah. stuff like that. And so I just saw her standing there. I walked up. I was like, Raylan, she was very sweet. And I was like, You're coming to my festival. So um, nice to meet you. I'll see you again in a number of months. <laughs> she called the cops. Nerd. What you <laughs> didn't know it would be a whole year. Yeah, yeah I didn't from... know it would be another fourteen months. But she was very sweet. So excited to see that. She works it on Instagram and TikTok. You ever seen her? She's dancing. She dances like a lot. Like J Lo dancing. Yes. Shakira dancing. Look up Raylin. She moves. I feel like I follow her on my Insta. TikTok's very similar. Look yeah, you're, it up. Canary on TikTok is just truly a gift. She's is. working on there. Scotty McCreary. Yes. Yes. Scotty McCreary. Love Scotty. Next on that day. Uh, Justin Moore. Yes. That- Fun fact, the last time Justin Moore was here, I almost died at Country Summer. 111 degrees that day. Remember that? This past past weekend, (laughs) I was like, ooh, Country Summer 2017 flashback. Yeah, it really was. I am staying inside. (laughs) I kept looking for Jen's uh, ice box. What is that called? Ice chest? Yeah. (laughs) Of water. (laughs) (laughs) We broke into the spare uh, AC artist room. We just like laid there. Oh, I do remember that. Because yeah. on funny. Sunday, we have one less artist, so there was like an open one, and I was like, there's a beer in here and air conditioning. I'll be in here. Yep. Sold. Sold. Sunday headliner, Chris Young. Yay! Chris Young! That's so rad. That run right there, Raylan, Scotty McCreary, Justin Moore, Chris Young. Sundays oh. always end up so stacked, stacked and so good. With all due respect to every other artist we've ever had, thank you so much for playing the festival, but... That four artist run right there might be our best ever. It's, just as far as hits and songs on the radio that you're gonna know, that's a big deal. That that's amazing. Yeah, uh, uh, this is probably the best lineup we've ever had. I'm pumped, and we've had multiple revisions of the lineup for what was going to be this country summer. This one's my favorite by far. I think so. No disrespect to other artists, but no, not at all. It had to come up big because you know we obviously had to bump it. Bump it twice. We move the dates. We're all, it's all the whole situation in flux. But I feel like we're delivering on our promise, which is we're going to put on a kick ass country music festival in Sonoma County every year. Absolutely. It will be well worth the wait every year that they let us. So there you go. Tickets are on sale now, countrysummer.com. If you have your tickets and you've been waiting and thinking about a refund, the refund window is open until Saturday. You, I don't know what the answer is to that. Contact. Sure. Contact countrysummer.com or etix if that's where you purchased your tickets. Yeah, the point of sale for your tickets if you're still trying to pursue a refund for that. But I would highly encourage you to go. Same. You also might want to reconsider now that you've heard the full lineup. Absolutely. And everyone wants to see Eloy in his overalls. I mean, I am the headliner all three days. <laughs> <laughs> He's the real star yes. of the show. Mostly, I just want to say thank you to our hardcore Froggy listeners, our hardcore country music fans, country summer fans, for rolling with us. Yeah. I know it's been a lot of changes, and I think just about everybody gets it, which is that that's not what we want. We want to roll out, throw you the lineup, you buy the tickets, we put, we do the show, do it again. Yeah. That's the process that we want. 99% of Froggy listeners have been super supportive, yeah. understanding, and... We appreciate you. So there's, I mean, there's a trust there. Every time you buy a ticket, there's a trust. And every time you bring your friends and tell them it's going to be a good time, there's a trust that we're going to come through. We do our best to do that. And I think we have. And I hope that this lineup excites you. And I hope that 
21 and 22 or in 23 and 24 are a lot um, smoother than 20 was. We can look back on the country summer that yeah. would have been. Bring your friends, bring your mama, bring your grandma. I want to meet all of them. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tanner, you're up next. You've known Eloy the least. Oh, boy. I don't know her. Who? <laughs> My story, kind of a serious story. We're dealing with, of course, wildfires here in Sonoma County. But back home where I'm from, Puyallup, they're dealing with wildfires for the first time I oh, can wow. ever remember. I mean, the the skating rink that I grew up going to is currently on fire. Uh, the fairgrounds where I grew up is on fire. Um, and everywhere around this little community that I spent 18 years at is dealing with wildfires. I guess I didn't realize how prepared we are in Sonoma County until you see other communities hit by wildfires because there was no communication for, and there still isn't really communication for what to do in case there's a wildfire and you have to evacuate. Parts of my hometown are evacuated right now. People had no idea what to bring. My mom FaceTimed me yesterday just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I had to talk her through the steps of things you have to have prepared in case you have to evacuate. Thankfully, she hasn't been evacuated what part of town she lives in. And I guess I'm just thankful for Sonoma County because I asked on Amber and I's Facebook page, what advice would you give to someone that's never dealt with wildfires before? And so many of our listeners gave such thorough advice uh, for what to do, whether it's insurance or just gathering your things, uh, how to stay calm. Lots of people were texting me and were like, I don't know what to do. You've gone through this twice now. What do I do? I have no idea what to do. And I would just shoot that link to them. Here are some steps of what you can do. There's checklists that Rob and Joss made, you know, a couple years ago that I got a hold of. Who? Who? I do know her. (laughs) (laughs) We're dealing with our own here in Sonoma County. But it just goes to show the heart of this community that still want to help other people who haven't experienced that before. And it just really opened my eyes a little bit. I'm really thankful for it because they helped a lot of people out that had no idea what to do. Did it feel good? Oh, amazing. I, I felt so proud to live here. My Facebook feed, it was, it, do you guys, what was the first fire that you really came out ahead with? Was it tubs for you guys? Uh, well, I mean, we had the Valley Fire. Yeah. That didn't directly hit Sonoma County, but definitely like people that we knew were from there and were affected from it. And we did participate in fundraising for it. Um, I guess it was. Valley Fire was like the... It was like Middletown... Valley Fire is like the Rogue One. Mm. Like, it it was a very legitimate incident, but was really the preamble for Sonoma County for Mm. what it was to come. Yeah. And then Tubbs Fire is like the trilogy. Like, Tubbs Fire... Because Valley Fire, even then, these these evacuations and stuff like that, it wasn't going... We weren't doing Nixel. No. During Valley Fire. Yeah. And it's far enough away and it's secluded enough that it's just sort of like, well, I mean, it's awful, but it's it's in a wooded area, which in prior to this, you know, these the creek fire, these these wooded area, Walbridge fire, that's what we've had recently. Like, that's what life has been is like, yeah. well, that happens out there. It's a tragedy, but it does happen. It's not completely out of the out of the ordinary. 2017 is when it was like, no, guess what? It's coming to town, too. Yeah. And that's when all this really started starting. So from yeah. my perspective when Amber and I came in, our first fire was Kincaid. And I felt very overwhelmed when it happened. My entire life never experienced a wildfire, but I had, you know, not only everyone here in the building supporting me, guiding me through it. I had each and every one of our listeners on Froggy 92.9 that also helped Amber and I, guided us, and we tried our best to share the information that we had available. And uh, as I'm looking at radio stations back home, as I'm looking at news back home, they're doing an awful job at communicating what needs to be communicated. Mm. And I just found it to be really unfortunate. And because there's a lot of people that have no idea what's going on. When my mom FaceTimed me, she just said, there's a fire five miles from my home and I have no idea what to do. Right. And she doesn't know. Yeah. She doesn't know if that means that she's got five hours or five minutes. Right. Right. And honestly, you don't. It can be both, depending on the wind. Yeah. yeah. But she doesn't know that. And who's gonna tell her that? Yeah. And so she had me as a resource. Wow. 
Mr. Fire Expert, <laughs> I guess. Right. Um, and I just, you know, I told her, I looked at the fire, I explained what containment means, I explained what these acres mean, I explained, you know, how close are these fires actually to you, because there's homes burning all around where I grew up. Mm. And it's really unfortunate. What's the name of this fire? I've not heard of this. Uh, I have to look it up. Yeah, I can't remember the name. I had, have you There's heard an official this? name. Mm-hmm. And there's like Eli? parts of like Oregon that are like, the where the wedding was like it's now that whole area is completely like, evacuated wow yeah, yeah it was just days ago that it was fine yeah I didn't, I didn't heard anything about this so it's i imagine this fire would be like your tubs i guess because there's not nixel alerts there's not that mm-hmm. constant line of communication and uh it was people were on the highway trying to get out of there and the fire was jumping mm-hmm. over their cars yeah you know um and that the the thing is is that the it, it ends up working like doubly hurting the situation because that's why the communication is so key is because the clear communication allows people to get out in time people are out in time that means that fire crews can get in without being encumbered by traffic means that once they're in there they can focus on saving structures rather than saving lives right so then if you don't it all starts with the communication right and you know to their credit to every emergency management department's credit they always have been running psas like have a plan blah, 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 blah. But, da, da, da. but that falls on deaf ears sometimes of course it does but then you know it's so it's like all of a sudden when it happens like there should have been a plan in place yeah and they kind of been saying it for a while but it's too bad yeah. there wasn't a handbook <laughs> <laughs> well it's interesting to, like you observe that correct because like i feel like this time around we you know even just a few weeks ago but even now I do feel like people still do get nervous here, but there does seem to be like some sort of like sense of like, okay, remain calm and and try not to like, it's still stressful, but it it is a different mood completely from 2017. And even like during that time, like, I don't know if you guys talk about it often on here, but I think sometimes people think of like Froggy 92.9 and like all the stations here as like a separate entity. But that was like one of those first times that I ever really saw like, all the stations here get completely unified and we all just hung out in this room mm-hmm. like handling the phone banks and like it was such a weird it was a really long week and it was a really weird scenario because people were calling in frantic understandably so but i feel like that's where not only sonoma county but we like as a team also figured out like here is our game plan like here's how we come up with a, a memo or a notice to be sent like stationwide or you know all, all stations and it was just kind of yeah it was a weird learning experience well and i was going to touch on that because you said the radio stations where you're from are not doing a great job. Don't judge them too harshly. We are very lucky here in that we have KSRO Mm -hmm. that have for years had direct contact with people in fire and law enforcement and our local government. And like, like you said, if it was just KSRO and their sh- small staff, there was no way they could have done what they did. But it was all hands on deck. I was literally laying right there on the ground answering phones for like 12 hours one day. Eloy was here. People who used to work for the station but weren't actually employees anymore. Yeah, they like came in. They're like, what can I do to help? And... Honestly, we got really lucky and knocked it out of the park in the way that we handled things, but we were in no way, shape, or form prepared to do right. that. It right. just was like, okay, like here's a hole. Phones need to be answered. Here's a, a hole. There's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Let me go find some. Let me put it in there. Right. Like it was just really all hands on deck, and it was a learning experience, which yeah. is why it's been so. Not, I don't want to say easy because it's still stressful and it's still hard, but to when these national emergencies and local emergencies happen, we have like a mental playbook. We, we know what needs to get done. See, yeah. I think that's the difference. The difference here is in Seattle, it's known as the Seattle freeze. People don't care about one another. And it's true. And, it, and it's proven itself not only just when I lived there, but it's also proven itself during right now. People don't want to roll up their sleeves and help their community. And it's really unfortunate because, and I feel fortunate because I live here in Sonoma County where everyone's dialed in. Everyone knows what to do. Um, Community helps each other. We help the community. And there's a partnership there where I feel like there's a weird disconnect where people are finding out that Tiffany's skating rink in Puyallup is on fire from their Aunt Becky. Yeah. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's unfortunate. And I sent, you know, the, the Facebook advice from froggy listeners over as, to as many people as I could that still live in Puyallup. Yeah. Well, not, like, like Jen said, this, you know, I hope that it ends up as like well as it possibly can and that there's minimal damage and obviously like, no lives lost. It's like not at all what we want. But I do think it is going to be one of the situations where, especially with places like radio stations in that area, they're going to, they're going to figure out, they're going to figure out like a new, like a new game plan. Like the, especially if they don't have a news talk station or anything like that, like the hours, the hours that personalities are putting in here in the studio, not in this studio, but that studio, like it was insane. It was like a a thing that I've never seen before. And I'm sure you guys have never seen before being here longer than I have. Um, So it's just like, I don't know. It's a really, a really rough way of learning how to deal with these things and yeah. being prepared. Because I don't think I ever saw any sort of wildfire living here my whole life. Mm-mm. No, no one. And it's the same from back home. I mean, there are fires in eastern Washington, but that'd be like a brush fire, not that big. Didn't even think about it. But. I mean, you. When were the Oakland Hills file fires? Oh, I think that was maybe nineties. Yeah. So you may not have actually been born. If it was after 92, I was here. <laughs> I think it was 94. Yeah, just with respect to the, the coverage that we've done in the past, um, there's just a there's just a crew of really dedicated people who just want to do anything they can. And so I've seen some pretty heroic stuff in a media sense. I mean, nothing in comparison to the heroism that's happening on the line, but just as far as knowing what someone's capable of and watching them even push past that from their effort level in in their area of expertise uh, i've just seen it time and time again it is it's heartening to see i mean it's it's encouraging so it's, you just wish that those situations didn't happen so i hope that some of that can happen in people and i'm so sorry i hadn't heard that that was happening yeah it, it's unfortunate but it's just another example of they've never had a wildfire there especially in western washington it's known it's it rains here 24 mm-hmm. 7 it just shows that we have to I don't. I mean, of course, I have no idea what the answer would be, but it just shows that we have to adjust. Yeah, what a year! What a what year! What a year! And it's not done yet. It's so only no. September. <laughs> Darn <know>. it! <laughs> Wake me up when twenty twenty ends. Wake Forget September. Me up. <laughs> uh, Eloy, thank you for being our guest. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, we wish Amber well. Look forward to having her back next week. Uh, you can catch more episodes of this podcast right now by subscribing. Do it. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. And, uh, in fact, you can listen to the next episode right now if you're checking us out for the first time. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy 929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.